This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Do you guys know you are the highest form of intelligence watching this video? That means you're a human being. Well, God created other animals as well. There are millions of other species, and I teach you how to tap into your instincts by using what God gave them and their survival mechanisms so you can reach your full potential. Do me a big favor. Visit brianenbeing.com. That's brianenbeing.com for a glimpse and a free keynote into our instincts training series, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Write this down. Live well. Live well. I want you to write down well-being, well-being, and then I want you to put quotes around the B part, the B-E in being, well-being, B-E-I-N-G, but little quotes around the B-E, like capital B-E. If you want to live well and you want to have longevity, you got to have well-being. In other words, you hear Robert Kiyosaki mention it, and all the great speakers, uh, Brenda Michard, um, Robert Kiyosaki, Anthony Robbins, Anybody that is in the seminar space, Les Brown, um, Oprah Winfrey, (laughs) as great as she is, everything, they talk about be, do, have. So you gotta gotta have well-being. And the reason I coined it like that when I wrote this training is because very few people understand you have to become something first before you can do anything and have anything. Most people wanna have, but they don't wanna be. Most people want to do, but they haven't become. You can't switch this formula. You must be first, do second, and you will have third. But a lot of people want to have, then I'm going to do. If I had more money, I would do things, then I'll be happy. It don't work like that. Let me go do something so I'll have money to become. It don't work like that. Let me have my car so I can look good. Then if I look good, I feel good, then I'll become. It don't work like that. You become first, do the work, get the stuff, get the freedom. Let me quit my job because if I had more time, I mm -mm, don't work like that. People say, man, I'm just Brian Fain had this job and I wasn't so tied down. I'd be killing it. Your job funds your dreams. Your job temporarily funds your dreams. Be okay with that. As much as you may dislike what you're doing, imagine not having the income that you got. Now you're in some serious trouble. So I always tell people, be thankful for your job, just don't be satisfied, but be thankful. A lot of people don't have one at all. And you sit around here tripping. Stay on it, let it fund your dreams, but become the person you need to become. Start doing the things you need to what? Do, and then you'll have the things you need to what? Have. So you want under this training or this this subject of living well, the first thing you need is well what? Being. Being. I want you to write down wellness. Wellness. For the sake of your notes, you might want to put big capital W-E-L-L, W-E-L-L, and then ness, wellness. That means you got to have good physicality. You got to be good. You have to have great physiology. When people feel good, they do good. The problem with most Americans and the reason a lot of other countries run circles around us, one, our education, our mentality, two, they take better care of themselves. They feel better. They trust each other and they feel better. 
They don't eat the foods we eat. They don't do the things we do. You have to have what I like to call wellness. You got to take better care of your body. All right. Now, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Fitness and I work out every day and I eat right every day, but I am conscious of what goes into my temple. Does that make sense? I'm aware of certain areas where I need to improve and where because if I want to be around a long time and make a major contribution to the world and if I want to live well, I have to have wellness. I say it all the time. And don't feel guilty or have a conscience because I don't know you and I don't know your habits. But why do people smoke and then wonder why they got cancer? Like some stuff is preventable. Don't feel bad. I don't know your habits. I don't know what you're doing. I'm just talking fact. If you know that there's a big warning label on the back that says these could cause cancer. I just always every platform I get, I always encourage people to stop because here's the reality. I just tell you how I did one of my friends, one of my real, real close friends. I said, you can keep smoking. You're a grown person. You're a grown man. But here's the reality of your smoking. If you get sick, somebody's going to have to take you to chemo and radiation. Somebody's going to have to be by your bedside. Not, I'm not talking about if you start passing away. I'm talking about if you should get sick. Somebody's going to have to cover those expenses. Somebody's going to have to cover the expenses of the fact that you can no longer work. Somebody's going to have to cover the fact that your children, if you should, pass away will have to deal with the reality that you let cigarettes affect your family now because me and you are close I happen to know that a lot of that responsibility is gonna fall on me so I'm telling you right now your friendship is more important to me than those cigarettes now I'm not saying we can't be friends but I'm saying your smoking affects all of us and I ain't talking about secondhand so it's one thing people who have cancer or get cancer got to be looking at smokers like you don't have a clue you don't have a clue if you knew what you were doing this is what i tell people if smoking did to your face what it does to your lungs you'll quit tomorrow you'll stop what immediately it's just that you don't see exactly what's going on until an indication of what's been going on pops up now you want to do right do well this and that uh-uh see i treat smoking like drink drunk uh driving drunk would you let your friend drive drunk you would take his what? Keys. Keys. Now, smoking is a hard habit to kick. And I'm not judging smokers. Please don't take this the wrong way. I'm saying every now and then, I just want to be a reminder, try to kick the habit. Does that make sense? Because you want to live well, and that takes well-being, and it takes well what? Ness. It's just that certain things don't show up. Eat colors. What we do in America, when the food gets to the table, we don't even taste it before we start adding salt. We just sit down, just, you just know it needs some salt. Just because, that's a habit. <laughs> just, salt, just salt it down. Go study places where people live to be 109, 114, 119. Spices. Spices. You know, in some of the, island, some of the places where they studied, where, the, where great, great grand grandma, you got seven pictures of everybody still living all the way down to the baby. They don't have all that sugar and spice, I mean, sugar and salt. See, if eating red meat all the time filled up your liver and colon immediately and your stomach hurt every day, you would stop what? Eating it. Now, everything in moderation. But everybody knows a green plant-based diet is better than a heavy steak meat-based diet. That's a scientific what? 
That's a scientific fact. We all know that. It's just that the ramifications of your not living well, they don't show up for a while because your body's so amazing. It just keep it take a ticking, a licking and keep on what? Ticking. ticking. Then eventually it says, all right, now I've been fighting for you 34 years of smoking. Now you want to act right, but now I'm sick. I've been fighting a long time. People say, man, man Rick James died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was not out the blue. Okay, you do cocaine 30 years. But he had stopped for 10. Damage done. When he died, I was like, oh, man, rest in peace, Rick. You, li you lived well. But you didn't take care of, I mean, man, yeah, of course he died. You do that much coke. Everybody can't take that stuff, man. Are you serious? So why do we get so surprised when certain things happen? I'm not being insensitive. I'm saying certain stuff, the way we clock out, you have a choice in some of that stuff. You know, when I talk, I talk, I talk to a lot of kids, when I talk to kids, the, the at-risk children, I tell them, I say, you know what? How many of y'all been shot before? A lot of times people raise their hand. I say, you know, see, for you guys that haven't been shot, you think that movies and stuff are just cool. You know, you, you see Die Hard or Rambo or whatever, and the, 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 all the new stars just go through a room and just and everybody duck and go behind cars and everybody come back up blasting and you go down. It just looks so cool. You watching Heat, the scene from Heat just look like it's just so cool. You see the way he took him out and he take one and keep running and then, you know, it just he go down, but he's still able to shoot a little bit. And, we pass it up and then we just put a thing on it. We come back out. No, 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 no. See, you got it all wrong. My mom got shot. My mom got shot on her neck. Okay. I'm telling you. See, this is what people don't understand. It's not whether or not sometimes you survive the shooting. That bullet can move. If that, that bullet can travel, you can survive the surgery and everything. But if they can't get it out, it can kill you later. See, it ain't getting shot sometimes. It's if the bullet can be removed surgically. The surgery can kill you. So I always tell people, like I was talking to the kids to, to make this point. It's the ramifications later of something that you're doing now that you don't even understand. It ain't cool to get shot and then sometimes you survive the shooting and now you can't move from the neck down. So you would rather be dead. I was watching a document, documentary on this guy that got shot. He said, I couldn't kill myself if I wanted to because he can't move. He speaks. So when he moves and stuff, he has to do it like with his cheek on this very expensive high tech like wheelchair. I tell kids that all the time. I'm like, man, it ain't cool. So I don't care how many badges of honor you got. You know, you get a little shot and you put a tattoo around it to show what? Talk to somebody that still got some lead in them that every day has to take blood thinners because if it clots, they'll die. I think every child should visit a couple of places. Scared straight don't even work no more. Scared straight used to be cool. You got kids going in there now like they just they go right back. All I know is this. If a convict is telling me not to come here, I ain't coming. Some stuff. See, I just on my pillars. I just have some common sense. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm going to straighten myself up immediately. These kids now think going to jail is cool because they don't understand the long term ramifications of their actions. 
But then when you go to jail, you want to have pictures of your little girl on your cell. Yeah, that's my daughter, man. When I get out of here, when you get out of here, what? Because you went through the scared straight program and that, did, that didn't do nothing. Yeah. Now she now she going to go through all kind of stuff because her dad wasn't there. So your habits affect everybody. So I tell kids and I tell adults, this ain't about shooting. Understand the analogy? The things you do now affect people around you and affect you later. You go take a shower, you get your filter on the water you drink, but then you take your showers in chlorine. Your skin absorbs all of that. Now you wonder where you, you're like, man, everything is killing us. Yes. That's why you got to be aware of these things. Stop drinking your water out of these plastic bottles. Bottled water is not your friend. There is a direct correlation between the bottled water industry and cancer. Because when you drink the water out of soft plastic, what you don't know is that the plastic was once hot. So on the assembly line, when the water goes into it, the BPA from the bottle gets into your water because the water was used to cool off the hot plastic. So you drinking cancer. So you understand there's certain industries that really don't care nothing about you, just to be honest with you. So you have to drink your water out of glasses or hard plastic. If you can squeeze it and it just crumbles basically in your hand, that cheap brand water where you get 30 of them for $4 and you just, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about some cheap bottle water. That's what I'm saying. You, you see people with, going to the party with four carts of cheap plastic bottle water. All I can do is educate you on some things I've learned over the years, being with some of the foremost, the best consultants in the world on this stuff. They don't drink bottled water. It's just the bottom line. So I want to see all those put up later, and I want to see these little cute cobalt <laughs> glasses. That's, we, want, we want that. Does that make sense? Let's think about it. When the bottled water industry started, it was really in real what? Glass. It was in bottles. And, and then they went from green. Remember Perry, Perrier? Green. Then to save money, they made them clear. That was just still what? Cool. Then the, it used to be, remember Crystal Springs used to bring the tub, but it was at least hard what? Plastic. Now, it's so doggone cheap and flimsy because anything they can do to save a few dollars, but now the water has been tainted. So, I mean, think about this for a minute. You know, you, I won't name any names, but you can pour certain beverages on your car battery and it'll eat away at the corrosion. So you have old mechanics come, oh boy, pop that hood, let me see what's going on. Boy, your battery corroded. Somebody give me a, you know what, pour that on there, and it just eat away at it. Crank it up, boy. crank it up, young fella, you good to go. Pour some beverage on it. You pour some soda on a battery, and now you mean to tell me I can start it again? Now, now what are you doing to your body if it'll clean corrosion off the battery. You think your kidneys are like, this is what we need. You say, Brian, I can barely drink this. I can barely sleep that. I can barely take breaks. I can barely do this. Let me ask you a question. If you're not taking care of yourself, what you doing? So whatever you're really doing, you ain't going to be around long enough to do it. So all I'm asking you to do is let's take care of ourselves in the process of doing what we what? Doing. Let's at least be aware. Capiche? Stay well. Connected. You got to be well connected, guys. I'm telling you. You know, 
it amazes me how many adults I talk to in my industry, and they, you know, older than 30, and they, I don't know nobody. I just always been kind of to myself. That's just me. Let me ask you a question. If you got you broke, might want to be somebody else for a little while and then go back to you later. So if you really understand that and you understand that you're in the process of evolving as we speak, then you know that all I got to do is work on my evolution and get through my evolutionary phase and then I'll get the results of the new person I have become because the first well is well-being. So if you don't know anybody and you're not well-connected, then we need to start getting out, doing things so that you can put yourself in a position to meet more what? People. Now, when, when I say well-connected, I'm not talking about um, you have to know people in high places. and I'm not talking about that. I'm saying make sure your network, that you always stay in touch with certain people that you never know could affect your life tremendously later. Everybody understand that? Always, always understand the power of being one or two phone calls removed. Like one thing I take my, my, a lot of pride in, I can make a couple of phone calls and pretty much, if, at the most three, and pretty much get anything you need. Anything, I don't know if that's good or bad, I'm just saying. <laughs> I can make two or three phone calls and pretty much at least have you on your way with a couple of dot connections because I'm well connected. Over the years, I made sure I maintain good relationships because I'm telling you, money only comes from one source, other people. You gotta have something worthy or that has enough value where people wanna give you their money because you are an investment to them, a product or a service or you and your knowledge. That's why you wanna become a commodity that people are willing to pay you for something. So stay well what? Connected. Maintain good relationships. I hate to interrupt, but we gotta take a break. I gotta pay some bills. This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Do you guys know you are the highest form of intelligence watching this video? That means you're a human being. Well, God created other animals as well. There are millions of other species, and I teach you how to tap into your instincts by using what God gave them and their survival mechanisms so you can reach your full potential. Do me a big favor. Visit BrianNBean.com. That's BrianNBean.com for a glimpse and a free keynote into our instincts training series, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. So if you stay well connected, you understand it's not... Um, Knowing, you know, the right people and all that is just knowing a lot of people and treating people with respect and having a lot of integrity so you stay well connected because a lot of our relationships come back tenfold. You don't know what our purpose for meeting was yet. You really don't know. You don't know what we supposed to do together in five years. You don't know what the person next to you or whatever. A lot of times you think this, like, I don't understand. This person can't bring me any value. You have no idea. You don't know. So you treat everybody with love and respect. Even if we get off to a little rocky start up front. You know, now there's some people, I don't like your energy, you don't like mine. We ain't got to make this work either. You see what I'm saying? So we ain't going to make it work. But just because we get off to a rocky start doesn't necessarily mean we don't need to stay well connected. You're only a few degrees removed from somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. 
A lot of y'all don't even know it. You know my brother, you just don't know it. You know my father, you just don't know it. You, you make a few calls and I make a few calls. You got roots in Pontiac where my mother is. You just don't know it. You mess around and know my uncle, be like, what? Yeah, we cousins. What? You ever had that happen before? You got family that you have no idea in your family could get you where you need to go. It's just that you're not connected with that side of the family. And there's a lot of reasons for that, too, but that ain't this seminar, right? <laughs> like, Brian, I don't care what it is. I ain't going to that side. Number two, or three, or four. Stay well balanced. But here's what I mean by well balanced in this particular situation. I'm talking about your conscious and your subconscious. They fight. You have to balance your conscious and your subconscious. And keep those two things from fighting. When I do coaching and, and, and motivational speaking and stuff like that, a lot of times people will bring me in and they're shocked when I give them this answer. Brian, teach, the, teach this department the power of being you know, more well balanced mentally, socially, physically, emotionally, financially. And they you know, had this little spoke and the wheel with all the perfect slices of pie. We should all have balance. I said, well, ma'am or sir, you don't want to hire me because I don't believe in that. What? You don't believe in having a well-balanced life? I do. But here's what I believe. It's okay to be unbalanced, too. Because you got to be unbalanced for a minute so that that particular pie that you're working on, it can get solid and stable. So when, I believe in what's called your entire body of work. See, when you look at your entire life from the big picture, as long as you had balance while you were here, you lived a well-balanced life. What we do is act like your life, a picture of your life can be taken at one what? At one time. When the fact of the matter is, your life, since you got here, since you were conceived, is under constant evolution. So as long as you can look back and you lived a well-balanced life, you had what? Balance. Stop letting people tell you that all at the same time, like your life is just one moment. I mean, you got to have a lot of friends. You got to have a lot of money. You got to have all your spirituality, spirituality together, mentally sound, physically work out. All my life is just perfect. No, it's not. In order for it to get that way at some point, you had to pull a little bit from here, get out of break so I could work on this. And ain't nothing wrong with that. When I look back at my body of work, I lived a well-balanced what? Life. Now, that's what I'm coming in to teach your people. Now, if you don't want to do that, I'm not your guy. I like that. Come on in. That's what I thought, because that's more realistic. People get depressed when you put this pie up with all these perfect pieces of pie on it and everybody think each one deserves 15 percent. And the fact of the matter is your finances is zero. So kind of hard to be worried about this other stuff when you broke. You got so much time in spirituality that your health is failing because you're not focused on your health. You work out at the gym so much you ain't giving nothing back to the church because you ain't making no money. You see what I'm saying? You so into reading them books and your mental that your relationships are suffering. So everybody's unbalanced. It's just a matter of which one right now you're going to pull a little bit from so you can get some other stuff up and running. Make sense? So, of course, these are important mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, spiritually and financially. Those are all important. But don't let nobody make you feel bad just because right now. You shifting your focus to a certain area at this juncture in your life as if this is all you got. Does that make sense?
Don't let nobody trick you into thinking you got to be balanced all the time. Give all of them a little bit of attention. Give certain ones a little more and then get those rock solid while you strengthen the other ones. And then your body of work does have balance. Make sense? So when I talk about balance, oftentimes I talk about the balance between your conscious and your subconscious. Make sure those two things are in balance. And you can, and you can achieve all the whole pie will look like a perfect little wheel. All your spokes will look like perfect little pieces if you have balance with your conscious and your subconscious. But we get depressed when we don't do what our subconscious tells us to do. So self-loathing is thinking a lot, but not taking no what? No action. That's how you create balance. Start doing what your intuition, what you know you need to be what? Doing. doing. Just start doing what you need, know you need to be doing. That's why I tell people, you know what to do, now do what you what? No. You know what to do, now doggone it, do what you know. And consciously and subconsciously, you need to stay well what? Balance. Number whatever. <laughs> stay well read. You got to stay well read. Read, man. Read books. Listen to audio books. Listen to CDs and DVDs. See, a lot of times when people, when, in this day and era with digital video and CDs and DVDs, you guys think that we don't mean books. All of that is a form of learning. When we say read, we mean listen to CDs, DVDs, books, audios, because there's nothing on this planet that you want to know that somebody hadn't documented or put some research already out there. So why are you out there trying to be the reinventor when you can just read somebody's autobiography, study somebody's life story, watch somebody's documentary, get somebody's videos, and get all their experiences in two hours? That's why people love autobiographies and biographies and stuff. You're like, man, I can really relate to that. And that's how you learn experience and the mistakes of what? Of others. So I want you guys to understand that. You got to be well read. Try to get you a book a month in, man. People that are really, really, really high achievers, they read like it's going out of style. They're reading on the airplane. They're reading uh, instead of watching TV. They're reading all the time. Because being well-read keeps you well-versed. As networkers, you need to be well-versed. As business owners, you need to be well-versed. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to give you, y'all want to know the real secret to like, being a successful speaker? or trainer, or facilitator. Real secret. Know a lot of quotes. Get you some quotes, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> when in doubt, just have you a couple of quotes ready. And be well-versed, you win. Because everybody likes to relate to somebody. You know, Gandhi says, you see how I dropped my voice? Gandhi said that a great man, people go, well, that boy, he's smart. <laughs> All right, man, that's Gandhi. <laughs> well, that Brian B is smart. Well, Gandhi said Gandhi was a great man. And he once said that peace everywhere brings tranquility from everywhere. And from within, shall you have peace? So shall thou be. People are like, what? Now, what book is book? Boy, I sound smart. Oh, they will quote some Gandhi. You win. But I don't do a lot of quoting. Me personally, I like my stuff to be really genuine, authentic. Nothing wrong with quoting. But if you're well-versed, it opens up doors of conversation for you. It opens up a lot of doors in conversation.
I'm telling you. Now, you don't want to be too genuine, too authentic, because sometimes, like, I'll give you an example. I got in front of thousands of people one day. I never forget this. This is I was a lot younger. It was at least 7,000 people. And I'm up there, I'm just doing my thing. I'm firing away, I'm firing away. I'm, I'm killing it. I got the audience attention, you can feel the energy. And I was like, man, you know, and I had got like just in my rare moment where I just felt like just bearing all, which I do sometimes. And at the time, it was election year. And I was like, you know, just like these politicians, I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't vote. Now at that time, I had never voted. I was like, I don't vote. You know, and I'm gonna tell you why. And I had all my reasons. I mean, to me, either you're gonna get shot, you're gonna get stabbed. Or even if they both got knives, you're trying to figure out who got the smallest knife. And I made all my points well. Man, this elder came over to me. He's like, young man, you awesome. You elder, I mean, really senior. You awesome. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how you feel. Don't you ever get in front of a room and tell them you don't vote. Even if you don't, don't be proud of the fact that you don't vote because a lot of people died for you to have the right to exercise your option to vote. Killed me. I mean, I was like, I mean, what, what you supposed to say? What you gonna say? You got a senior pouring out their heart telling you, basically, don't you ever, young man, get up there and say anything that ignorant publicly. You gonna be foolish, be foolish privately. <laughs> Killed me. I was like, you know what? But all I can say is what? You know what? You're right. You're right. That's why you got to be well-versed. See, which brings me to this. Be well-spoken. You don't have to have an extensive vocabulary when I say well-versed. I don't mean you start using big words. Well, the key to the business is the fact that the, uh, <laughs> the uh, implementation of financial intelligence will thereby lead Forth and such upon which to know. <laughs> Be well spoken. Be well spoken. Always remember this. If I don't say it, does anybody care? And that's how you gauge whether or not you need to tiptoe the line of a controversial statement when you're creating it. If I don't say it, will they care? You know, I personally don't use a lot of profanity in front of a room. I don't, because there are different levels of profanity. And I only use profanity, I mean like a damn, to prove a point. You know, there's damn and hell, and then there's... If I'm telling a story to prove the point, if I actually said in the story, you know, I'm in character, right? Like, man, so I was saying to myself, what the hell just happened? Like, that don't hurt. That don't hurt. Now, if I'm telling a story and I say, what the just happened? That hurt. There are different levels, and you shouldn't use any of them unless it's a story or to prove a point. That's when you get to a certain level. Frank Kern and these guys, they curse like sailors on stage. I was like, what did you just say? He cursed like a sailor on stage. Frank Kern cursed to you uncomfortable. <laughs> He's an internet marketing guru, but his brand is, I am who I am. People pay me millions to be who I am, so y'all ain't no different. Right. Now you brought me in, I'ma do me. Got, I don't give a, 
what you think. That's how he is. And I don't mean I don't give a damn. I mean, I don't give a what you think. I'm like, dang, Frank. Always write this down. Write this down. What's the upside? What's the upside? And everything I do in my life, I ask myself, what's the upside? If I don't curse, no one goes, he didn't swear. <laughs> he ain't all that. He didn't do, he didn't see, see, if you leave it out, does it hurt you? But if you say it, can it hurt you? So what's the what? What's the upside? Make sense? Which brings me to the next one. You got to be well-mannered. Be well-mannered. Give, give everybody a chance, man. So you got to conduct yourself accordingly and have good charisma. And when you become the person that you need to be, people will follow you. Okay? A sheep herder gets behind people. A shepherd just walks and they follow. So some of y'all just trying to rally everybody. <laughs> you try to herd sheep from the back. A shepherd just says, you know what? I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to check every now and then to see who what? Who following. Because I'm leading by example. When you meet a person for the first time, Give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't know what experiences I've been through. You don't know if I'm trying to overcome some things. No, I didn't smile and speak to you immediately. That doesn't make me a rude person. That doesn't make me a bad person. Give me time before you judge me. You don't know what kind of information I just got off the phone with that I'm not sharing with you. You don't know what I've been through this week or this year. You know, Brian, she didn't speak. He didn't speak. He, she don't uh, support you. They don't match who you are and what you represent and this and that. These are things I've just heard over the years. I'm like, wait a minute. He just joined the team, number one. It took me four years to get you of my, of, of, you know, sound mind and everything. We still bringing people through our funnel. Give them a chance. <laughs> He growing developing because I done that to you and had my mentor done that to me. I'm thugged out, not with the earrings, but wearing earrings, hat to the back, grew up on both sides of the tracks, thinking I'm all that. Had my mentor judged me and said, no, you don't fit this. Then I wouldn't be where I'm at. So give everybody a chance because none of us are who we're going to what? Be. You don't know what people have been through. One thing I pride myself in, I'm real non-judgmental. I don't judge you. Now, here's the thing. We all judge you, but I'm quick to make sure I'm not judging you. Does that make sense? Just being humans, we're going to judge you. But just by what you've been through, what you look like, what you say, hey, dang, he country. <laughs> oh, you from up north. You New York. You think you out there. You from... So we're going to do it. But then you step back and say, wait a minute. We all just works in progress. So let's just have fun, make some money, and be well what? Manners. I need you to do the final one, which is mean well mean well. Does that make sense? You know, I always, I always, anytime somebody hurts my feelings or I feel like I've been done wrong or whatever, I say, you know what, did the person really have malicious intent? Let it slide. You know, she didn't mean, he didn't mean nothing. It just, he meant well, it just maybe wouldn't communicate it effectively. When I have issues in my organization or I have to clear up a little beef or people aren't getting along, Problem and conflict resolution is really simple once you understand people 
and that at the end of the day, there aren't really a whole lot of just devilish people who are out to hurt you. Most of us get hurt just because the other person was unable to communicate how they were feeling at that time. So as long as you have honorable intentions and you mean well, you'll be fine. Just treat people with respect and you go a long way. You know, it really ain't hard to be nice to people. It's not. Having integrity is not difficult. Just mean well and you will always have a following. Not a group, but a what? There's a difference between a group and a what? A lot of y'all got groups. You got to use and live well to develop a following. Even if you can talk about me about my back. Look, let me tell you something, man. I've been called things people can't even pronounce. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If people are not talking about you, you're not doing nothing. So you can have a few people talking negative about you because you're doing stuff. Or you can have nobody saying anything about you because you're not making no waves. So I chose to have people. Anytime you start making some waves, people are going to talk about you. You can talk about me behind my back. I still won't judge you. I know, what, I know what category to put you in, and I watch you carefully. But it may be how you grew up. I give people a long leash before I hang them. I've had people, you can stab me in the back a few times. It's just that you're coming from a place of pain because we were once cool, you forgot that you told me what you went through when you was a child, and you're not understanding, you still really haven't dealt with that yet. So you're not really stabbed me in the back, you still very, very, you haven't dealt with some things that you forgot that we talked about, so that's why you, you turn and stab me in the back, because you haven't really gone through what you need to go through to clear up some things yet. So I don't judge you, I just pray that you get that fixed. So as long as people mean well, and you give everybody the benefit of the doubt before you judge them and you have honorable intentions you'll go a lot further than you ever imagined in networking and in life period this segment was sponsored by the instincts training series do you guys know you are the highest form of intelligence watching this video that means you're a human being well god created other animals as well there are millions of other species and i teach you how to tap into your instincts by using what God gave them and their survival mechanisms so you can reach your full potential. Do me a big favor. Visit brianenbean.com. That's brianenbean.com for a glimpse and a free keynote into our Instincts Training Series. And I'll see you guys on the other side.